Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool center. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. I reckon it was the first moment when uh, you probably were yelling in the box, but um, someone handballed over to Boots and he was shoulders out and we had JD long inside the 50 and he looked in board to try and handball it back to me and uh, Liam ended up stuffing the kick. So that was probably the moment yeah. where I thought the boys need to chill and we need to win this game, not just, just focus on me. Well, they focused on JK, and as we know, it's a lot's been said. A lot of dialogue since the final siren sounded at about a quarter to five yesterday afternoon here at Optus Stadium. Josh Kennedy, eight goals, two. His AFL career, the curtain has come down, and uh, the players were certainly looking for him. But in the end, you had to get into a position for them to deliver the ball, and he did just that, and he kicked beautifully yesterday. So congratulations to Josh Kennedy, who doesn't look like he should be giving the game away. That was a towering performance yesterday. Plenty happening. We'd love you to join us on the Tempera Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or give us a call on the Scarborough Toyota open line 13 12 55. Kim Hagdorn, good afternoon to you. Big effort by Kennedy yesterday. <laughs> Amazing, wasn't it? I mean, I, I, I sort of thought going into the game, uh, if he kicked three or four, it was healthy uh, and, and it would be very emotional. It was emotional before the game. I, I think it was mm. quite tear-jerky when he you know, finally came up. The, the team went out and then he finally came out. Uh, very tear-jerky sort of moment. And I think for everyone at West Coast and everyone in WA, Aussie rules football, perhaps WA sport, will remember that as a, as a very significant day, <laughs> particularly because he went on, not that he was actually finishing there and there was the emotion before the game and it's been a big lead up from last Tuesday when it was confirmed finally that this game against Adelaide on Sunday afternoon uh, of August 7 was going to be the last match for for Josh Kennedy but to kick eight goals I think that was beyond most people's dreams I I think possibly even beyond Josh Kennedy's dreams and fortunately he has had a wonderful closure Josh Kennedy to his personal career and it closes his, his 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 series of chapters as a West Coast Eagles great. And I, I lay on the record as strong as I possibly can. There's no argument over the uh, over the Chris Judd, Josh Kennedy trade. Josh Kennedy and West Coast clearly won that mm. trade clearly significantly. It, it's a nonsense to try to say, well, we won the trade. You know, Judd Judd won best and best. Judd yeah. won the Brownlow. Kennedy is a person that has this helped to re-establish the West Coast Eagles culture. I have to find a negative out of all of this, though, because I think the culture of West Coast Eagles pre the last 18 months to two years and yesterday shadowed where West Coast is currently at. Yeah. Because it is unacceptable to me that that game was lost by West Coast yesterday at home. It's not as if that was at Adelaide Oval. It was at home against a bottom four team 
who'd only won bunch, six games. A bunch of kids. Yeah, and they were a bunch of kids. There was a couple of commentators in the media box saying, Pete, are you across of all these Adelaide players? Some of them we don't know much about. And I must admit, I did a lot more homework on Adelaide mm, this because, week yeah, yeah. from an identification point of view because there were some players he hadn't seen a lot in the AFL this season. And as I said before coming on, there was only two players in their 30s in Adelaide, and that was uh, Tex Walker and Smith. Uh, who was 30. Rory Laird, who played his 200th game, is 28. And the rest are in their mid and particularly in their low 20s. And there's even a couple of teenagers in there. And I thought to myself, watching Adelaide yesterday and the endeavour that was shown by these young players is where the West Coast Eagles should be. And they're clearly not. Yesterday, they had one of the most experienced teams on the ground and they still, they still could not deliver the four points and still they sit with only two wins for the season, which is quite disappointing. West Coast have lost 25 of their last 29 games. West Coast have lost 14. So where's the acid here? Well, there's only a little bit of acid coming from you and I fairly regularly on, on Adam Simpson, the coach. The entire program of demise and decline is Adam Simpson's handling. The last two, to one and a half to two years. And they are unfit. Unfit to the extent where... In my opinion, players like Jack Redden are finished. Jack Redden run down from behind at the 30-minute mark of the match yesterday when West Coast might pinch it by Himmelberg. Have you heard of Harry Himmel? Have you heard of Himmelberg? I mean, the only so, f- first time I heard about him is when the Dockers supposedly were interested in him last week. It was mooted by Michelangelo Rucci. Liam Duggan, a kick in to Redden. He gets outmarked by Hinge. Duggan, outmarked by Fogarty. Luke, Luke, Luke Shuey, in the opening three minutes, in my opinion, contributed to two of Adelaide's early goals. They kicked three in, a, in five minutes, Adelaide, to signify that we are on. I'll, I'll run through Adelaide's better players. And just... So, Berry is 20. Murphy's 23. Fogarty's 22. Hinge is 24. Murphy, 23. West Coast best players, Kennedy, 35. Nat Newey, 32. Barass. Mm, who was he, good yesterday. I, I, thought he was, I thought he was – Kennedy was their best. Yeah, yeah but he Barass, was good. Kelly, 28. Hearn, 35. Cripps, 30. That, that's West Coast better players as named, uh, and I think that's probably accurate. But Adelaide had a bunch of kids, and, and arguably um, perhaps – Perhaps best on ground, perhaps best on ground, Rory Laird, but I think Kennedy overshadowed. Kennedy's performance overshadowed, once again, a lot of things that is happening at West Coast and not happening. And the worst of it is, in my opinion, how grossly unfit they are. Mm. West Coast can't run games out. They can't run quarters out. I mean, Gaff's dropped mark. Now, this is not at the end of the game. This is a, this is a player who's either, either playing injured, Andrew Gaff, or very much past... He's used by data supply. He's dropped dropped chest mark at the uh, at the two or three minute mark of the first term that led to Adelaide's second goal. It, it's it, you can't accept that, but we we gloss over it. Adam Simpson glosses over it to the extent where post match he's actually laid a platform and a foundation to lose the derby. I know, and he reckons that the game that they've just encountered with all the euphoria around Josh Kennedy has probably sapped his players, uh, but. That's fine if they'd won it. But they <laughs> if they, didn't. If they'd got up in the dying stages and just exuded everything and got over the line and didn't miss those last couple of shots for goal, even Josh Kennedy missed one himself. 
in the dying moments. I think the 25-minute mark, I'd have to check that. Kennedy's miss at the 25-minute mark from 20 metres out because he's a tired mm. man. And then, I mean, Williams, Williams run into the open goal and hits the post. I know it was only a nick, but they, they just couldn't run the game out. Who, I, who kicked I, the last two goals of the game? Himmelberg and Fogarty. Can I tell you something? The AFL to me, every other sport that I know, professional sport, it's a results-based business. It doesn't seem to be a results-based business for a lot of what happens in the AFL. If you're looking at results, then there has to be a serious question. But okay, we, we bought the COVID stuff. We bought the problems they had with injury pre-season. But we got to the bye and we expected improvement well, after Simpson the bye. Kept telling there us. hasn't been any improvement. They've won one game against a side that was going like a busted wheel, and that was Essendon at the time. And they still aren't much better. Adam Simpson kept telling us going into the bye, towards the bye, week after week, when we get through the bye and we get some players back, it'll look a lot different. Well, it hasn't. It hasn't looked much different at all. They lost 25 of their last 29. That's a winning ratio of 13.8%. West Coast, this, this is the one that I reckon really hurts. It, it's, it's just unacceptable. They've lost 10 of their 11 home games in 2022. They've lost 14 of their last 26. And as you say, Peter, there's very little accountability. And Adam Simpson gets away yesterday with, it's going to be a challenge, <laughs> the Derby. I've spoken about that to the leaders already. Six-day break. Big game, obviously, for us and the club. We can't get anywhere on the ladder other than going down. So we know that. And then we've gone, we've got Geelong in Geelong. And that will put some hairs on your chest as well. End of quote. I mean, that's suggesting to us we can't win the Derby. We can't, certainly can't beat Geelong in Geelong. Okay. Let me ask you a question uh, before we go to the open line. There's been a few texts already come through. In fact, Roy from Templestone, Melbourne's listening, and he's going to come on the line in the moment. Mark McVeigh had to justify saying that he felt a lot of his players had checked out. To me, it seems quite a few West Coast players possibly have checked out as well in relation to their performances. Now, here we go. I think we're all getting sick of the Eagles just losing or should have won. They have forgotten how to win. There's one text. Another one. On uh, not as yet. We have to expect them to lose and we won't be disappointed. Maybe pleasantly surprised one day, hopefully before the end of the season. I can't see him winning a game before the end of the season. Uh, hi, boys. Over the last few months, you have a continued push for Jack Redden to be delisted at the end of the year. Firstly, I won't be surprised to see Redden finish in the top five best and fairest for the club this year in a season where uh, constantly being asked to play out of position, wing rather than inside men. Well, men. He he's playing on a wing because he's too slow and he's passed his best to play inside and he's very slow on the wing. Jack Redden it should be one of the first to retire. However, I think he's one of the first that is going to say I'm playing on because he's had a trigger in his contract to get him into 2023. And I don't fall for that at all. Okay, he goes uh, on to say... He will finish He will finish in the top four or five, which will be... A, 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 an indictment? An indictment on the entire group that a player who I reckon he sneaks four or five or six possessions. He's a clever player. You ever look how many times Jack Redden is the transition player from, you know, a kick, a barass across to Hearn, to Redden, mm. to Gaff, and there's four back to Redden, back to Gaff. There's been a lot of those... 
And he goes on to say, uh, what really surprises me is that you haven't put the blowtorch onto Andrew Gaff. Gaff is a shadow of the former player he was. He can barely run these days. His disposal is so bad that at times I wonder if he's purposely kicking the way to get another cheap touch. Anyway, we'll come back to more of those in a moment. Roy joins us on the uh, uh, Scarborough Toyota open line, 13, 12, 55. Hey, Roy, how are you going? G'day, Pete. G'day, Hags. How are you? G'day. How are you, Roy? Thanks for I'll say, I'll say this in I'll say this in English, Pete, not Greek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was great to see, as a passionate Eagles supporter, you know, you know I am. Um, it was great to see a little bit of uh, those glimpses of a fight from the boys. It was really good to see. And another comment was about Tommy Barras and uh, Scotty Cummings has put him into All Australian, and now people are starting to realise how good of a full, uh, backman he is. And, and all the All-Australian players, they're always teams that are in the top eight, top four, um, but it's really good to see. Like, the team that's at 17 has a back line or has a full back that's in the All-Australian team. I think he's an All-Australian. We, we've said it a few times, Roy, uh, over the last several weeks. I, I think from certainly from the bye onwards, uh, he, he's just been so powerful and, and such a powerhouse. He's intercept marking it. That, I think one thing is, though, he's a victim of West Coast established playing style. He moves the ball too slowly for mine. But I think what he does, he's intercepting, uh, he's spoiling, he's intercept spoiling as well. And he seems, there's been a couple of times when I've been annoyed with him where he hasn't gone body on body with his opponent, but he's sel- seldom beaten. Um, the other rivals would be, I suppose, and I don't think they've been as consistent, is the likes of Darcy Moore. Mm. At, uh, but it depends where he gets picked. If he's the fullback... Darcy Moore, probably a centre-half back contender. Certainly Stephen May would be my All-Australian fullback. I think he's just an outstanding defender. But in terms of a season played, and as, as Roy has pointed out quite astutely there, with the sort of season that has been on Tom Barras as fullback in a team going as poorly as West Coast, West Coast having you know an average of 40 uh, inside 50s themselves, uh, a game throughout the season and getting 55, 60 inside 50s, you know, launched at Tom Barras. He's the All-Australian fullback, but you've got to get Stephen May and perhaps Darcy more into that as I see their seasons as well. Certainly Stephen May. Okay, just some news regarding the Eagles. Tim Kelly with that dangerous tackle, a bit of a sling tackle in that third quarter on Sam Berry of Adelaide. It was classed as careless, median impact and high contact. And he's been offered a one-match sanction, so uh, he'll be out of the derby. I don't, know. I don't think he could sort of challenge nah, that at all. I it's think pretty it's... blatant. It is a sling, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah. Uh, it is a dangerous one. And Patrick Cripps, by the way, a two-match ban for that crude bump on Calamarchi of well, the Brisbane Lions. So he, he misses the, the final two home and away games. And Carlton is sliding a bit. And we'll talk about, about that uh, after the just, break, Hags. Just quickly, also worth considering there, I suppose, Cripps, it's the first... Really big name to be rubbed out. Assuming he gets it, they challenge it. They'd have to go all the way to an appeal to try and get it even reduced to a game. Either way, if, they, if he got off, he's still eligible for the Brownlow. If not, then he is out of the race for the Brownlow because he's a suspended player. I'm not so sure he's a front runner anyway. I reckon he had a pretty good start to the season. He, Patrick Cripps would have probably mid-20s votes, but... Mm. Just while we're on that, we'll come back to it if we get a chance. Lockie Neal. 32 disposals. I thought he was best on ground yeah. for Brisbane yesterday and probably more votes. And I think it kicks him in front of Clayton Oliver. Does Clayton Oliver get votes from last Friday night? 
for Collingwood and Melbourne fans. Give that a thought. I, I think he was probably best on ground, mm. but it's worth debating. All right, we're going to talk more about it. And also, uh, by the way, uh, some other the footy headlines. Uh, the Frio injury report has just come out. Uh, small forward Sam Switkowski is set to make his return from a back injury. But Matt Tabernard is likely to miss the rest of the home and away season after sustaining that calf strain against the Western Bulldogs. All those updates, thanks to Tyre Power. Buy three and get one free on selected Kumo passenger car and SUV tyres, all at Tyre Power. And don't forget, the, the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games, uh, the final 24 hours uh, overnight. They're live and free and exclusive on 7 and 7 Plus. Download the 7 Plus app for your smart TV mobile or tablet now. Back with Haggers and more news. Don't go away. We'd love to hear from you on the Tempera Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Or just like Roy. Good on you, Roy. On the Scarborough Toyota Open line 131255.